The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. The Valiant Woman. The night of September 10th, 1946, the Calcutta to Darjeeling Express was making up time, lost at the last stop, where hundreds of people with no place to go had swarmed out on the tracks and tried to get aboard. In an upper berth, 36-year-old Sister Teresa, on her way to the Loretto Retreat, was unable to sleep for she couldn't erase from her mind her conversation that very afternoon with her superior at the Loretto Convent School. Sister Teresa. Sister Teresa. Oh, oh yes, Mother. Sister, your train leaves in an hour, and here you are staring out the window of your classroom. What are you looking at so intently? At the people, the streets, the, the slums. Yes, well, not an inspiring sight. Look at that old man. His arms are so thin... He can barely stay on his feet. And no one notices him. No one offers him help. They they pass him by, stepping aside as if he were just so much refuse. Uh, yes, sister, it's very sad, but a, a, a common sight in India. He might be dying. Oh, now, come away. Don't look at him. Oh, it must be terrible to die alone. Mother, I don't belong here at this window, looking out on the misery outside. What, what a thing to say. Of course you belong in here. This cloistered convent teaching the children of the well-to-do when, when out there a feeble old man dies, dies unwanted. Come now, please, sister, don't let yourself be carried away by emotion. You know hundreds die in India each day from, from starvation and disease. It's a fact of life in this, this poor, overpopulated country. You must learn to accept it, otherwise it'll, it'll break your heart. no. No, Mother, my heart will break for not having done something about it. Come now, no more discussion. Go to retreat at Darjeeling and return to us with renewed faith and inspiration to give to the children. Meditate and, and pray, and I'm sure God will help you find where you belong. Yes, Mother. 
But at this moment, I feel I know where I belong. I just don't know how to get there. They die alone, alone and unwanted. I belong to them. I belong to them. The Archbishop. The Archbishop. I'll go to him, and I'll make him understand. I belong in the slum. I'll go to him when I return. When I return to Calcutta. When I return to Calcutta. Sit down. Sit down, sister. Oh, thank you, Your Grace. Hmm. I'd expected someone much younger in view of the request you've submitted. I'm approaching 37, Your Grace. And you're asking me to support you in your desire to leave the convent and live and work in the slums? Yes, Your Grace. For what? To launch a one-sister crusade against conditions that have existed for centuries? But if I can plant only a seed, a seed of caring, it, it might grow like the mustard tree. You're ambitious to start another order, is that it? I hadn't planned that far ahead. If others come, as I expect they shall... Some sort of organization would be necessary. Mm, with vows and rules, of course. And dwellings and offices. At this point, all I can say is... I do what was most necessary as the need arises. Well, I'll not hear of it. You haven't the slightest notion of what the slums here are like. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here with your impulsive request. Well, Your Grace, it's not an impulse. Well, then what is it? Well, I... I've received a call. Indeed. I suppose the Holy Mother appeared in a vision and said, Sister Teresa, you're to go to the slums and help the poor. No. No, I've never had a vision. Well, I'm greatly relieved. At least I won't have to take time to argue about something that can be neither proved nor disproved. Your Grace, it, it came to me on the way to Dodge Healing. It was much the same as the call that came when I joined the Loretto Nuns. When did you get this, uh, this... First call. When I was 12, in my hometown in Yugoslavia. I, I knew then I was to serve God, but I didn't know how. And when I was 14, some Jesuits who had returned from India described the work of the Loretto nuns in Calcutta. Oh, this gave me a, a, a concrete goal, and mm. I applied for admittance. And uh, now, after it... taking final vows, and after nine years of teaching, very successful teaching, according to your record... You ask to give it all up. Give me one good reason. Because those we find in the streets are Christ in a distressing disguise. Oh, I want to help Christ. Christ is also in the classroom. That's where you can do most to help him. Oh, but you're No great. more discussion. You... Now, you, you must excuse me. I have other appointments.
mother, he flatly refused. Yes, well, I could have told you so. It was a mistake to approach him. His isn't the last word. There must be someone who'll understand. I know you'll be unhappy until you've exhausted all efforts. Can't I appeal to his holiness? Oh, no. No, you shouldn't do that. No. No, I mean not directly. Then how? Write to Mother General of the Order and uh, try to convince her you've received a call to go into the world. But should I mention that the Archbishop has refused? Yes, though she'll probably assume as much. If she gives permission, then you can appeal to Pope Pius. He's the only one who can overrule the Archbishop. Mother. The moment the mail came. Yeah. I have a letter from Reverend Mother. She encloses this one for you. Oh, I, I'm afraid to open it. <laughs> Shall I? Oh, please. She writes, My dear Sister Teresa, I understand your desire and I approve. Oh. You should go to the slums. We shall miss you, but if you're called by God in this way, you should go. Oh. God has answered my prayers. Now, sister, only partly, partly. Mother writes me you should send her letter with one written by you to Pope Pius. Oh, at once, at once. I'll do it today. Now, sister, his word will be final. If he refuses, then... He won't, he won't. We shall see. I merely want to prepare you for an adverse reply and also to have patience. Rome never acts in haste. Glad tidings from Rome. Oh, Pope Pius grants permission? Yes, yes, he does. Oh. You're to have the right to go to the slums. You shall remain with vows as a nun under obedience to the Archbishop of Calcutta. Now, a copy of the order dated April 12, 1948, has been sent to the Archbishop. Do you suppose he'll be angry with me for appealing to Rome? Well, no, he didn't show it when I talked to him just now on the telephone. Oh, he did make a couple of very practical suggestions, however. Well, what were they? You should go to the medical missionary sisters at Pana for three months and learn all you possibly can about the elementary medicine and symptoms of India's diseases. Three months? Mm-hmm. That would put me back in Calcutta about Christmas. Right after the holidays, I'd like to start a slum school. Now, he also said, sister, you should exchange your, your nun's habit for something more appropriate. Oh, I, I've planned that uh, long ago. Oh? What will it be? A white sari. Cost two and a half rupees with a, a bright blue border and a small cross at the shoulder. Oh, I'll show it to you. <laughs> oh, sister. Sister, you amaze me. I knew the Archbishop wouldn't approve, but I, I never thought Mother General and the Pope would approve. <laughs> now, you get packed and take the first train to Panama. Mm. We shall miss you, but our prayers will go with you always. Always, wherever you may be. Oh, thank you, Mother. God bless you. Oh, now I must hurry. There's so much to do. You could come to visit. Uh, you know, we haven't seen you for months. Uh, 
Now, we heard about your school, but none of the details. It's just as well. You should have seen it. Oh? I announced the opening to 23 children who were standing in an open field. No. The next day, there were 41. In an open field? Yes. But, Sister, how how could you teach anything? We used the ground for a blackboard. With the little sticks, the children learned to scratch out the letters of the alphabet. Ah. I soon found out, though, I... Well, I had to teach things even more elementary than the alphabet. What sort of things? Personal hygiene, with emphasis on soap and water. Oh, sister. The filth, the smells. Is it as, as bad as we've been told? Oh, it's worse. Much worse. Oh, dear. Now, sister, is it so necessary for you to live in the midst of it to carry on your work? Oh, absolutely. The people must know I'm close by at any hour of the day or night. Well, there can be no other way. Now, where's your room? Well, uh, Mr. Gomez, a government employee, became interested in my work, and he offered the top floor of his family home. Oh. Last month, during my spare time, I drew up rules for a company to be called... Missionaries of Charity. Ah. Well, have you any applicants? No, no, not yet. No, but I wait, listening for the sound of steps on the stair, a, a knock on the door. Oh, hoping someone will come. Hoping, hoping. school. I've, I've heard about your work, and I want to help. My parents uh, don't uh, approve. No, no, not, not so fast, Shubashini. <laughs> Sit down. Come on. That's it. Now. Now take a deep breath, and then. You, you do remember me. Oh, oh how could I ever forget Shubashini Das, my faithful class secretary? Well, let's see you. Well, you should be about 19 by now. <laughs> Nineteen and three months. Oh, and you you want to join my company? Very, very much. Oh. Ever since I saw you come to that old woman lying beneath the rubbish of a trash bin, did she die? Yes. Yes, she was dying when I reached her. Many heard her crying, but no one even stopped. She knew she was dying, didn't she? Well, I, I think she did. But she wasn't crying because of that. It was because her son had abandoned her. When I told people what you had done, they wondered why you had bothered with a woman beyond all help. My child, what makes death so terrible is that this woman had to face it alone, without love, denied even the, the tiniest feeling of being wanted or cared for. Oh, someday. Someday I hope to establish a care center for those who have been rejected by the hospitals because they're hopeless. But that's all in the future. Now, how did you know where to find me? The priest spoke of your work and said you were looking for applicants. Shubashini, you're a very pretty girl. Are you sure you don't want to marry and raise a family? Sister Teresa, you could have married couldn't you? 
I suppose so. Instead, you came to India, at first to teach, but that wasn't enough. You left the comfortable school to move into the slum. That's because of the need. Many are needed? Oh, yes. Then take me. We shall see. I demand four qualities. Health of body and mind. That you have. The ability to learn and an abundance of common sense. And, most essential, a cheerful disposition. Now, do you have all these? It would be vanity of me to say so. You must be the judge, sister. Well spoken. I know you have those qualities. Then you'll take me? I want you to take a while to think it over. Oh. Did you know that you are my very first applicant? No, I didn't. <laughs> sister, if I'm... I mean when I'm accepted. Could I change my name? You know, like nuns do when they join an order. Well, we'll, we'll see when the time comes. What name do you have in mind? I'd like to be named after you. Wouldn't it be confusing to have two Sister Therese's? I was uh, baptized Agnes. Do you like the name Agnes? Oh, ever so much. Well, I'll reserve it for you. Now, return on St. Joseph's Day. That will give you a, a full month to think. On St. Joseph's Day, 1949, I exchanged my bright sari for the simple white one with a blue border, and I took the name of Sister Agnes. centers were established in Calcutta and in 20 other cities in India. The order expanded to Ceylon, Tanzania, Venezuela. Money, of course, was always a problem. One day in 1962, Mother Teresa was on the telephone talking to a sister from the center at Agra. Sister, I understand the need for a children's home there, but, but we simply don't have the money. Missionaries no. of Charity, good afternoon. Uh, sister, 50,000 rupees. I don't think I could put my hands on 500. Mother's busy on another line. Do you wish to hold on? No, I'm sorry. Just a minute. Mother, it's uh, a reporter. Oh, ask him to call back or leave a message. Uh, sister, you'll have to do the best you Ma can. Mother may be on the line for some Yes, time. until such time. leave a message? Yes. Max, I sigh a ward. I do understand. But... Finger. What? Yeah, Just yeah. a minute. Mother! Mother! Uh, uh, sister, hold on a moment. Uh, sister Agnes is calling. Yeah. Mother, the report is calling to tell you you've been given the Max, I sigh a ward. And it includes money. Did he say how much? About 50,000 rupees. Oh, sister... Sister, are you there? Well, then you must have heard Sister Agnes. Oh, you did. Sister, you may go ahead. I guess God wants a children's home in Accra. 
before, Mother Teresa went to Bombay to catch a glimpse of His Holiness, who had come to India. Pope Paul VI was to bid farewell to India the next afternoon. At the airport, Pope Paul looked about for Mother Teresa, but at that very moment, she was on the outskirts of the city, bending over a dying man. What's your name? My name is Yasti. You're from the north? Bengal. Don't be afraid, Yasti. We'll not leave you. Sister Agnes, phone for a litter. No hospital will take him. You know that, Mother. He's dying of cancer. We'll take him to our care center. This is Kathy Harris, your world broadcasting reporter at Bombay. Pope Paul's plane has just taken off and is winging its way to Rome. Someone in the car before he left, Pope Paul pointed to his white Lincoln convertible and spoke these words. Before we leave, dear India, we wish to give this car to Mother Teresa, Superior General of the Missionaries of Charity, to assist her in her universal mission of love. Mother, you heard? Yes, yes, I heard. Wouldn't we look ridiculous riding in an expensive car driven by a chauffeur? We'll sell it. Now, have Yazdi taken to our care center and see that he's bathed and put to bed. What is it, Sister Agnes? Yasdi. Yes? The other patients are protesting. It's the stench from his sores. Well, he was to be bathed. Wasn't it done? An orderly tried, but he... Yes? Yes, what happened? He just couldn't finish. Bring me a basin of warm water and some soap and a very soft washcloth. Mother, you can't. I can... And I shall. Now hurry. Do as I tell you. Yes, Mother. How do you feel, Yatsi? Another cloth, please. Thank you. Ah, there. There. Yes, dear. It was the pain that made me speak the way I did to you. I understand. People... People do not behave like you. Are you a saint? No. 
No, far from it. Then, then you must be an angel. Do you see any wings? An angel has wings. Oh, no. She has kind words and gentle hands. I, I lived like an animal. Now I am dying like a human being. Glory be to you. Agnes, we see Christ under two forms. We see him on the altar, his bread. And we see him in the slums, as the broken bodies of forgotten people. This man, yes, he comes in. His body eaten by worms. I know when I touch it. I'm touching the body of Christ. This is the key to her life. So she believes and lives it. Many ask if she's a saint. Thousands in India say yes, she is indeed. Many who do not speculate on such matters know her as the woman in white with a cross at her shoulder, with kind words and gentle hands, who seeks out the unwanted poor of the slums, the living and the dying, because her mission is to help Christ. Listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in specials and Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us 
in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.